Hi, Michelle. Thank, thank you for being on the podcast episode. Thank you for inviting me. So uh, what's, what's life uh, like right now for you? Um, I know Brazil is, seems to be pretty open for training and competition, but, but how's it, how is it for you right now in general? Uh, for me, since the beginning of this um, pandemic situation, um, I had a fight that was supposed to have happened on 29 of May. So my coach, she, uh, he found a girl that also had a fight. She fights for UFC. And um, so we both keep training. We never stop training. Uh, he made the contact. So during all the time, were only me and her training. Um, and then it was for like four months. And besides this, I was running, I was doing everything. And then um, after I think uh, four weeks, one, uh, one championship, they, they put down all the, the shows. So I didn't have fight anymore. And my friend also, she didn't have fight. But as we are training, then we just continue training. Uh, now here in Brazil, seems like we have, uh, so the numbers, of the virus is like increasing every day, but people, I don't know, they take like a normal I, or almost normal. We have our limitations, right. but still can training, can can go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you mentioned you, you actually had to fight in May and that was canceled because of COVID. How, how does it make you feel? Well, I mean, how does it, the whole situation make you feel in general? Is that very heavy on you mentally or... Do you feel anxious or something like that? Um, actually, I just want to fight, you know. Uh, but I, I totally understand the the moment that we are going through, yeah. or that we everybody is living. Eh? So, um, of course, I want to fight. I I love training and fight, but have to be patient. I know the the right time will come. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah. yet today I actually, um, because of course, um, you switched completely from BGJ to MMA. Um, and especially as somebody who saw as accomplished as you are in, in jujitsu and then make such a successful transfer also to MMA. I think that's a very, uh, a meaningful and inspiring story. So I was wondering if we can talk a bit about that today, that transition that you went through and, and, and you're still building on that as well. Um, your professional debut for MMA was uh, in 2011, right? In the cage, uh, as far as fighting goes. But when did you start training MMA? Was that long before or how did that go? Uh, two weeks before that. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, a, uh, that was right after the Worlds, uh, the IBJJF Worlds in California. So I came back to Brazil. And the friend that I, I used to live in Santos is a city nearby Sao Paulo, like one hour in the coast. Yeah. And then a friend of, of mine uh, asked me, hi, Michelle, you want to do MMA? I like, yeah, I can do that. Okay, so in two weeks. Oh, okay. So I didn't take serious, you know, uh, what way do you fight? And I didn't know what to say. I said uh, 60, like almost a little bit up than uh, I used to fight in uh, Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, in Nogi. Uh, 
there was about 135 something like that yeah and then uh, uh, I have no experience with Muay Thai or or boxing or nothing you never and did that, any that, punching or kicking no wow that's insane and also <laughs> I didn't like wrestling I didn't like judo because my my whole life I was like patient I to pull guard you know my passion right. is pull guard. And then I said, okay, let's do that. And uh, he uh, helped me with some ghosts and he brought some ghosts to help me with Mai Tai. And I remember, I was talking about this yesterday with a friend at the gym, about my first fight. Because this guy, he brought me some, some ghosts and some of them didn't have technique as well. So they just, you know, but, and one day I told him, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I, these ghosts, they don't have technique. Right, right. <laughs> Was because, it uh, too easy for you or or did you just feel like this is not going to add any value to my training? Yeah, exactly. Didn't yeah. add uh, value because they didn't, uh, you know, it was just powerful and, you know, strength. And then I didn't like it. But we keep going and then um, I traveled to Peru where it was the first first uh, fight that I fought. Uh-huh. Um, I, I didn't... Uh, cares about the weight, about coaching, nothing. Just went there, and I ended up winning that fight because the other girl, she also was very like a uh, uh, beginner, and it was also her first fight. But after that, I like the feeling, you know, the adrenaline that that brought me. Uh, I, so I was always like thinking about do this, and you know, with jujitsu. And, but I focused in Jiu-Jitsu until 2014. Mm-hmm. And then another uh, event in England, or I think it was England, they invite me for another MMA fight. And then I start doing uh, Muay Thai and I have a little bit more time. And then after that, I was like, you know, I want to do MMA, but... Um, I, I want to fight small tournaments to get more experience and stuff like that. Yeah. And in 2015, I think, I was doing a tour seminars in Asia. And then I ended up in Singapore. And I was, uh, they invited me for a week training, MMA training, mm-hmm. and also teaching some BJJ class and seminars at the end. And then after this um, very productive week, um, the boss, Chatri, he came to me with a very good proposal. So I was able to, to put jiu-jitsu on the side or to stop with jiu-jitsu because also jiu-jitsu uh, was paying my bills mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. tournaments, with sponsors. So I, had, uh, I was able to put a bit on the side uh, and focus on my MMA. And then they they invite me to live in Singapore, so I was stable to do the transition uh, financially. And uh, the, all the training at this this gym of MMA in Singapore, they have everything in one gym. So I didn't have to travel, to drive, or anything. Right. So I focused like for almost two years that I live in Singapore. I was like a fox only my on my MMA training and it was very good. So that made me and also because in Asia the the stand up game and you know, the Muay Thai the the boxing or they are so so high level 
uh, and I think I could improve a lot my my stand-up technique. Right. And what did your training look like from that point? Because you already mentioned before that you were kind of a bit experimenting and you were still competing in jiu-jitsu and making a living of that. So you probably had less time to really go into the MMA training. But from that point when you really made that switch and went pro MMA basically uh, or full time, uh, what did the training look like? What did you focus on? Yeah, then over there, I had a head coach because before I was doing like I had a coach for BGJ and then I used to go uh, here in Brazil né? before 2016, I think. Yeah. Then I had to drive to another place to do Muay Thai and another place to do some wrestling. We are not strong in Brazil with wrestling, so I had to really explore uh, good places. But most of the time I was tired because I was driving to one place to other, you know, these things. And then uh, when I moved to there, I have a head coach. So uh, this head coach uh, was, uh, of course, he pushed all the fighters. Mm -hmm. uh, we had the program and everything. So for me, it was very uh, easy to focus on, on the MMA training. I didn't have it to, to worry about uh, money, to pay the bills uh, and everything because I was paid to, to train. Uh, and also uh, with that, I uh, had a contract with UNFC. Mm -hmm. So uh, after I think a few months, I did my debut for UNFC. And the training was basically like, we have two train sessions a day. I could do uh, like um, one more like jujitsu with gi or something like that. But uh, usually training in the morning, like MMA or wrestling or uh, gra uh, grappling. In the afternoon, we had Mai Tai, but the, the original style that was very good. Uh, they had a lot of Mai Tai fighters from uh, Thailand that was uh, that used to live and teach in, in, at Evolve. So um, we focused a lot on the stand-up game. I didn't change my style where uh, when I was living there, but of course they pushed me a little bit more up uh, to the stand-up game. Yeah, um, but, did, but did you do have to do like uh, train a lot of adjustment in your grappling, like uh, the way you pass guard or whether you pull guard at all? I mean, those are uh, likely very different in MMA than what you were used to. Uh -huh. How did that go? Yeah. Because uh, then I, I, I felt like I was doing the connection between uh, the grappling and the, the wrestling or something. Because the fight, of course, starts stands mm -hmm. uh, on our feet. And then I, because before I didn't feel like I was uh, doing properly wrestling, you know, I was just like going to hold the go and stuff like that. But right. after that experience, Singapore, I start to see this like more clear, you know, uh, like I could connect the wrestling with the grappling. And the Muay Thai or the boxing that I was training was more like to get close mm. and then wrestling and then go to the grappling, You're to right. the ground. Yeah. Uh, so you, you did not tr try to become, uh, try to get the best head kick or something. You were mainly trying to learn how to deal with punches and kicks and get in and, and do what you are good at. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that that was one thing, and uh, also um, I think I think I understand more the the Muay Thai, so I could defend a bit more, or you know, get my mind a little bit more uh, 
use it with the, the punches and the kicks, but uh, I always want to do more grappling. And then after two years there, I felt like ah, I'm tired of this place. I want to get back to Brazil uh, for Christmas. And I was coming back to Brazil only for holidays. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to f- be in Singapore anymore. I want to maybe go to US, find another place to train. Because I felt like um, they want me to change my style. You know, they want me more like, they, they, I felt like they didn't appreciate too much my grappling uh, game. Mm, and I was not happy anymore. Yeah. yeah. Because if you see in Asia, they, they are very, very strong with the Mai Tai. So yeah. they, they push a lot. And do you think that was so, uh, that, that the motivation to push you to do that? Was that because it, I don't know, for, for the bigger audience that doesn't know Jiu Jitsu, do you think it looks more flashy if you do kicks and, and, and they don't understand exactly. what's happening on the ground? Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly because of that, you know, because they want to see uh, like uh, high kicks uh, or like good uh, punch sequence, stuff like that. And mm. I don't know, I still like uh, want to play my my solid game that was a grappling. And then I, when I came to Brazil for holidays, I took my, my gloves, my things, and I went to train with, uh, at Demian's Maya place here in Brazil. And uh, after one visit, I knew Damien for a long time. We used to train together, like jujitsu together a long time ago. Right. And then when I, I went to his place, I did one or two trainings and I, saw, I told him, man, I want to stay here. Because here they didn't, they they really appreciate the the game or the experience that I have with the the grappling, with the BJJ competition the, in my whole life, yeah. and I didn't. Of course, we are not a playing guard on MMA, but uh, I I want to do the same that Demi was doing. I want to do the same, you know, just connect and put down and do the, the jujitsu. And that's why I stay here in Brazil. And I'm very happy with uh, this transition because now I have Damien to, to look it up. Uh, I always like him kind of copy. His game is unique. He's so, so, so like good on what he does. And, but I try to copy and the codes are the same. So they, they, they help me a lot with the transition also. Awesome. Yeah. And what were, like, if you look technique-wise, what were the biggest difficulties for you, especially in the beginning when you, uh, yeah, trying to learn the MMA grappling game, basically? I think uh, because uh, my whole life in BJJ, I like to pull guard. So I didn't have, I of course, everybody learns in the beginning of Jiu-Jitsu how to do a double leg. But I never did this in competition, I think, or maybe once or twice, you know. Uh, and with gi is one thing you have the grips and everything but for MMA we didn't have nothing so I think uh, learn a specific one or two or three specific takedowns that I like that was easy that is easy to continue with uh, the ground game was the I think the biggest thing for me yeah right right and 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 besides MMA like fighting specific training do you have a, a very big a strength and conditioning program yeah we, i have a strength conditioning uh, we do twice a week not much mm-hmm. 
I like to running, uh, do boxing, Muay Thai. Um, weights? Do you do weights or kettlebells or something? Uh, we do. I do weights. Right. Weights to, uh, does, does, it, we does it look different than when you still uh, focused mainly on jiu-jitsu? Did you, does your strength training program look different now that you do MMA? Yeah. Also, there's a, as I have the same coach than the MMA, um, this was different for me uh, because I think MMA fighters, they focus a lot on the conditioning training, you know, a kind of uh, functional training or even people today and day, they do CrossFit or stuff. But we do more like basics weights mm-hmm. um, because the is not the intention, you know, to get too tired with that training. We want to save energy for the, the ones that are more important right, right. on the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, if obviously, you, because that's your big strength, of course, you've taken so much from jiu-jitsu into your MMA game. Would you say there's also a lot that you learned from MMA that you could actually now take back onto the mat, onto the jiu-jitsu in a jiu-jitsu fight? Yeah, I think for MMA, I have it to be good on top. Uh-huh. And um, like, uh, I think I had a good game on top, but my, my passion was be on bottom, uh, with my back on bottom. So yeah. for MMA, now I feel like uh, my strongest game is on top, like uh, trying to pass or just uh, holding the person on bottom. So I have a, uh, I found found like a good way to position myself. Even like I'm very light, I I found a way to be solid on top to control and like give my opponent a hard time. Even training when I do with the guys, you know, I. I'm like getting better because I got swept so many times yeah. because I was light, you know, and this was a, a, a process for me. I had to learn to understand where to put my weight. And uh, of course, this experience comes with time. And um, now I can say that's getting better and better. Cool. Yeah. And what, what, what would uh, you, uh, if you had to give an advice to people that are, um, that are doing jujitsu, especially when they're well i mean not many people almost nobody uh, reaches the level you did in bgj but if they're you know getting something happening for them and they think i can actually use this in mma and maybe i want to try it out and make a transition what kind of advice would you give them no misha i think um uh people has to learn jiu-jitsu a lot of people i see today and day when i travel or even here in brazil that jiu-jitsu is so popular yeah. But people prefer just uh, learn how to defend than learn the proper technique. They don't understand if they under, they they do or they they know how to do a sweep. They can do good in any situation in a cage, for example. Mm. So uh, they think if they go on bottom, they they go to the grappling. Someone put them down. You know, it's just like about holding the person, and they have to gonna uh, ask them to stand up again. But if the heifer asking uh, is one thing, but uh, let's take the opportunity. So let's take up uh, the fundamentals class in jiu-jitsu. You know, this is very important. Uh, jiu-jitsu is one thing that you're gonna take for your life, even if you're not doing MMA or anything. The I, I'm totally grateful to have uh, learned jiu-jitsu 
and then uh, decide to move it to another martial arts, that's MMA, because uh, it's very complex. You know, you learn and then you forget this. You learn and forget until you start to memorize and to connect the, the techniques, uh, the transitions. Uh, so for the ones that are thinking about start or start MMA or something, focus on jiu-jitsu. Right. Focus on jiu-jitsu. Uh, because it's uh, just uh, more complex than the others. Yeah. And yeah. at the end, I think this is what's going to save your life and if you step in the cage. Cool. Yeah, some solid basics and just keep keep improving on those. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Um, so, so now, obviously, we're still uh, having to deal with COVID. Um, I saw in Brazil, there's actually some tournaments happening also. Um, I, I'm not sure what the MMA field looks like at the moment in Brazil itself. Uh, obviously, one st st was still uh, hosting fights uh, until recently, especially. What does the future look like for you? Like, what, what's coming up soon? Could you, is there anything you can say about that? Or is that still not clear for you as well? Um, as I told you at the beginning, we never stopped training, and we, even with the pandemic, you know, if they want to contact me to fight in a few weeks, I will do it. Mm -hmm. But um, I think they have a break in December. The last show they have is uh, December 18, and then they take a break until next year. Yeah. Uh, I'm still waiting for them to contact me. I think I'll have a good fight coming up. Uh, but uh, we didn't uh, define the, the dates yet. Right. So just waiting, uh, and I know the good opportunity will come to me soon. Yeah. So that's why I box, I keep a head training. Which fight but did you... This... Sorry. Sorry. Now, I was asking, which fight did you... Uh, I don't know if it's the right word, but did you enjoy the most uh, fighting at 1FC? I guess a lot of people would say that your last fight against uh, Angela was maybe your your best fight or at least like the, the most, uh, the highest achievement, let's say. But which one did you mm -hmm. like the most uh, going into the fight and fighting and coming out of it? I had uh, like a few fights that I, I could take a good experience. Uh, one fight that uh, my first lost in for legacy i think in in us when i had the goal um also this one i didn't have any experience uh so i put go down in the very first round and then uh, i thought ah, this is too easy i want to do a little bit more and then i tried to i i changed from the american on her arm and then i uh, i want to do a little bit more because it was just in the beginning of the round mm -hmm. first round and then when I jumped to her foot, she escaped. And then after three rounds, I had all the experience. I I have, I got a knockdown. Then I come up. I put her down. I took her back, and I couldn't finish. A lot. All the situations happened on that fight, and I end up losing because I I don't know. I, I wasn't prepared to win at the beginning. Then my my second loss uh, or my first loss at One FC was uh, with Tiffany. Also, I had good control, and uh, I think mentally I was always winning in the first round, 
And then with Adele's go, uh, we I finished the first round with her arm uh, like straight on the umbar, but finish. I thought that she had that, but no, the time finish. Uh, and and then uh, we went to second round, third round. I start to guess out, you know, uh, because mentally, when you focus like now, this I think you know this gonna be I gonna finish her in the first round. And then did that happen? And then I was blocked, you know. So that was also a good lesson for me. And of course, the uh, the fight with Angela, because she's so high level, she, she has so many fights. Uh, also black belt in BJJ. So I knew that it wasn't be easy on ground, even if I put her down, wouldn't be easy. Yeah. We have training before, uh, competing in grappling before. Uh, so I think uh, it was a good fight and it was, uh, but then I came more like uh, my mind was strong for that fight. You know, yeah. I, I was prepared to not have an easy fight. So I learned a lot and I really liked that fight. Yeah, it was an amazing fight. Um, well, I know you have yeah. to go, uh, go to training, so I won't, uh, I will let you go. Are you going to see Daniel there, Daniel DeGroat, the blonde Dutch guy? I go uh, today, I go after this training, I drive to Santos where I used to live before uh, for MMA, uh, for Muay Thai. So now I go for MMA here at Damien's place and then I drive uh, to this other city for Muay Thai. And then later at night over there, I will see Daniel. All right. Okay. Okay. Busy day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you feel really good today and you're going to make uh, get the most out of training. Thank you so much for, for taking the time and sharing your experience or your wisdom. And uh, I wish you all okay. the best in your coming endeavors. Thank you, uh, Misha. And uh, let's try to do this with more time and maybe end of December or January, I will be free and we can do again. Would be awesome. Talk yeah. more. Okay. And if you're okay. in Europe, then uh, very welcome here. Um, so thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Have a take, good day. Take care, Michelle.